You stupid bitch. Yeah, you're a stupid bitch. You stupid bitch. Welcome to the latest episode of Stupid Bitches Say What, the Aussie podcast about everything and nothing but always with wine. And your hosts, Sean Bino Hipkins and Sky Lee Collett. This week's episode is Pup Culture. And we are leaning into the most popular theme of October, Halloween. Listen in as Sky spins a truly scary tale of a New York haunting played out over the internet and massing a viral and loyal following of conspiratists and paranormal enthusiasts. While Sean, me, discusses a spooky phenomenon that is sleep paralysis and the shadow demons that come with it, including his and others' experiences with them. What you drinking, Sky? Well, this evening, Sean B. No Hipkins, I'm drinking a cheeky Sav Blanc, and it does taste like razor blades because I'm super fucking hungover. Uh, it's Sunday at 6 p.m., and we are recording the podcast. <laughs> For Tuesday. It's been a comedy of errors over the last couple of weeks with uh, illness and broken limbs and work teeth removals teeth removal so it's certainly um it's the curse tell, of season four i'm telling you it is the curse of season four and if you are watching on youtube and you can see the video you can even see that my glasses have gone skewed because <laughs> i've broken them in all the conundrum of the last couple of weeks and i haven't had the chance to go back to the optometrist and have them fix them for me but this is how i'm going through life with my glasses askew clearly askew i'm trying to force again on my face um but this this little bottle is a hooper and co it's a generation two organic that i got from naked wines i got a bunch of naked wines um delivered last week tyler and i have drunk through most of the organic i think that is hilarious it's like me with um, food. <laughs> we had in. four glasses. We had four bottles on Thursday night, and then we had five bottles last night. Animals. So drunk nine bottles of wine in two days. It's wow. Like, um, but this is really cute. It's a pe- so. Oh my god! I said it's a sad blog. It's not. It's a Pinot Gris. What am I talking about? Um, it's Ratten Bully. I haven't heard that one. But it's got this little summary on the front of the label and it says, look after your land and it will look after you. Don't take more than it can give and manage it for future generations. I I love that. Yes, Yes, that's really But I only had about yay amount left in the bottle because this is one of the bottles that we drank last night. Um, My husband likes a Pinot. (laughs) Who would have thought? (laughs) Loves the mild flavour of a Pinot. (laughs) He's anyway. going to be giving us lessons soon, isn't he? Oh, my God. Oh, the bouquet on this one is delectable. He keeps saying to me today that, babe, all I can taste is that wine in my mouth from last night. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that'll do it. That'll <laughs> do <Dinner>. it. <laughs> and what are you drinking, Mr. Hipkins? Well, as you touched on, it has been a week of, well, a few weeks of conundrums. Uh, my addition to that this week was, how was that? How did that go down? Oh, that's not good. No, your face tells a thousand stories. (laughs) It's harsh. It's harsh on my vibe, man. (laughs) We, um, I, um, came down with, well, Vinny and I both came down with COVID last week. First timers. 
we'd held out for so fucking long. I'm kind of glad that it happened then because now though, because you know, they say so many weeks after it, you can't get it. Mm. Like six weeks. So we should be good for our trip and not be fucking. Oh yes. That's so good. Isn't it? That it's happened yeah. when it's happened. Cause it could have been so much worse. You know, Vinny was gloating the other week. Did I tell you this? When we went out for pride, <laughs> he was saying, oh, yeah, we haven't even got it. <laughs> Talking about both of you. He said he was looking forward to going home and being, yeah, no, still haven't had it. Yeah. But fuck me. We've had it. And it was as oxes tell you was so oh, healthy jesus it kicked us for a six both of us Vinny was about two days behind me as well so like um he was very, being very good florence nighting prunch as we call him during oh. the during the couple of days i was sick but then as soon as he got sick fucking hell the house was just a cesspool shit just wasn't you know dishes weren't getting done and <laughs> stuff like that it was horrible we'd get up and just see a big pile of shit and be like oh but no, we're on the mend now, which is oh, nice. Oh, that's lovely to hear. I know. So to hear. hadn't had a drink since Saturday. When you consider I've had a week off, that's unheard of. Yeah. Even though I was dying. So today is my first drink since since then. And it's a Han Super Dry. Refreshingly low carb. Shut up, Alexa. <laughs> and um, here we go. That feels fucking great. <laughs> oh, that's been a while. At least you're enjoying yours. I'm like, eh. Oh, yeah, that's really good. I'm only doing that. it for the podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. So um, another thing we had going during our week of fucking hell, I would lay in bed and I found a bell app so I could ring a bell <laughs> when I needed something. <laughs> the problem the problem was the bell doesn't stop ringing once you shake the phone once you can't shake it and it stops again it oh just continually God. goes and then so by the time it came to about Wednesday I was bedridden Thursday I was able to get up I think and walk outside like the room and yeah. lay on the couch and Vinny then had became just bedridden and then the bell became his fucking toy and the bell wouldn't stop ringing and if I didn't hear it, it would just get louder and louder and louder. <laughs> it's how we got through. <laughs> but I've never oh. sweat, shivered or slept so much in one week that I had last week. Poor love. It's I'm sure the cats sort of got a bit of a side effect from it as well because they were just, they weren't screaming at us. They just slept the whole day with us. And I know cats usually do, but it was like there was no zoomies, nothing. They were just very, very, very... um lethargic which was oh. nice i didn't eat during mine did you eat when you had it oh i think we did but i just sort of i think we just were forcing ourselves because we because we were in full lockdown as well remember um, yeah. which i guess use word too it's not like you were going anywhere um but it was just something to break up the the monotony of the whole sickness i think sometimes we just forced ourselves to eat, eat yeah um tyler certainly had a much reduced appetite than what he normally has though yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't eat probably for about three and a half days, and like, and if I did eat, it was a piece of toast with some big beans on it or something after Vinny would eat. Vinny's fucking appetite did not stop at all. I'd mm. wake up after a fucking pass and be like, "Are you hungry, babe? Are you hungry, babe? Are you hungry, babe?" I'm like, "No, babe, I'm not fucking hungry. <laughs> if you're hungry, go get something to eat. I'm not hungry. I couldn't believe it. He had no, not anything happened to his appetite. 
Well, when we had it, my mum came out because we were all housebound because I was staying at my sister's. So it was me, my sister, my brother-in-law, Tyler, um, and their two kids. So there was the six of us. And Link had been staying at my folks, so he was okay. He was immune, but mum said, and we were all craving KFC for some reason. And oh, so yeah. mum's like, I'll bring you out like a big family box and then some of, you know, KFC. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's great. And I remember she came and she just sort of put it on the front step and just unpacked the car uh, uh, and nice. put it all there and then got back in the car and drove away and then we came out and got it and brought it in and i remember we were eating it but we our hearts just weren't really in it yes yeah so how um well and that's how we did want to prelude i guess to our listeners with that has been the curse of COVID, of season four that COVID hitting this um all the events that have led up to it so we're super sorry that we just completely paused for a week didn't put any explanations up or anything it was I didn't two wanna... weeks wasn't it we lost two weeks at one two point weeks. we managed to get one week back did we because we missed a week when tyler had no no we did when tyler had his wisdom teeth out it we was ha- the we night had... link had his surgery for his breaking his leg his yeah knee. there was That's something we about... missed we postponed as well yeah but i think we had an episode sort of up our sleeve, up our sleeve yes so we we're able to play it but there was another week we got oh we got postponed when the fucking noise on it went when we went to riverside oh, and we yes. had to pull the episode and re-record it that's right yeah so there's been just like all this and then we had those two episodes of sound issues as well yes we and, and this narrow. was the season where we del- where we didn't record a couple there was at least two episodes oh where we yes i forget them. hitting record yeah, or and something so because we're on the, it has been a hell of a season. Getting through it is going to be a fucking a monumental occasion. <laughs> oh, indeed it will. It will. So how's your week or fortnight been? Oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I um I didn't do any posts. So I was thinking about doing a post saying, you know, COVID struck again. And I thought all of our posts lately have been, sorry, this has happened. Sorry about the noise. I thought, just leave it. Just pretend like nothing happened i think so i think we just need to write off this season and be like we've got it we've got a strategy for next season to try to avoid this recording like four or five weeks prior yes we've got stuff before release and if things come up where where it's not going to impact our release schedule um and i think that will be helpful but yeah yeah it's it shocks me that that didn't occur to us before (laughs) actually considering how but we've both been pretty committed to it. We haven't really yeah. missed a week, considering our, how hectic both of our lives and our family's lives are. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, like it's been, it's we've been pretty good. I guess you can't. And we were just always that. too keen to get them out there, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but no, you're right. Next season, we're going to start by recording about four episodes before the first one gets released. Yes. And then go from there. I think that's a good approach. Yeah, me too. Me too. So how have your how has your fortnight been? <laughs> oh look, it's been fucking just absolute bedlam. Um I had gastro, the husband had his wisdom teeth out, then the husband got really, really sick with the flu in the same week that my son broke his kneecap, then had surgery, um, and is will be in a full leg brace up to the top of his thigh from his ankle for another six weeks. So work is just obviously off the cards. For him. Yeah. And school. So I've got to talk to the school tomorrow because they've given him another week and then they're saying that he can go back to campus. But 
you had to so they so it's very strict now it's quite different to when you and I went to school like as long as you could pass something um you know you pretty much got the tick now you can't a teachers can't exempt you from things it has to go all the way to the board of education so there's this whole big piece of paperwork that needs to put in if you've got a medical certificate like there's just pages of paperwork that needs to go in the, the school can't just decide by citing a medical certificate oh yeah the kid doesn't need to complete an assessment or can have an extension it yeah. needs to go through the board of education um because they're seniors i guess you're 11 and 12 and you know the, how they're ranked and stuff is how they get into uni and i of guess course, it, yeah. in these times where everything's tracked really carefully through the internet and digital ways it's just you know it's very very strict which is a good thing i'm sure in lots yeah. of ways so what they're saying is that he may have to finish some of his top his subjects next year um at the beginning of year 12 which is going to be a bit of a bummer yeah um but it is what it is we'll, we'll talk to the school a little bit more but their their school year's nearly finished like the year 12s have all finished they, their yes, last day was the end true. of last week yeah they so, just have a couple of big exams or something and then the year 11s come in the background like no the year 12s are full finished they're done now all their exams are finished they okay. finished on thursday and friday yeah yeah um so year 11s only had another two or three weeks after them so really there's not much time for him to bring anything because school's yeah. over yeah um and they need to be marking him off but, um, but the good it, thing is he's done so well all year that the school's really committed to oh great sure that he can find us he just wants to be able to flex his cast now at school. You know, that was the cool part about getting a fucking it's cast. It's not a cast. He looks like a robot. He's got like a robot thing. It's like a steel contraption over his leg. There's no cast. There's nothing it's for a... anyone to sign. Oh, wow. Well. Oh, yeah, it's got those little things on the side. On the side yeah, yeah, but at the moment, they're not mobile. It's completely well, stuck in place. So you can and then they'll make it mobile at some point, do they? In four weeks, they'll... Well they'll move it a very, very small amount because the whole thing is because the kneecap got taken off, it needs to be like stuck completely back on and yeah. move, any movement will prevent that from healing properly. So oh, It's crazy, isn't it? It's amazing what they do now. It's not just a big fucking stinky old cast. I know. And when you see the scar that he has as well, it's insane what they did. Like he's got pins, he's got wire, he's got all yeah. this stuff in his leg now. Um, From that little scar. Yeah, and it's just crazy. And I said to him when we were in, we were getting his, his checkup on Friday, I said, isn't it crazy to think that your leg was open two weeks ago and they were inside operating on it and putting pins and steel and everything in there. It's just insane. And now it's just a slip. Yeah. Like it's crazy that people have that ability. I couldn't imagine where the fuck does this go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put what where? <laughs> exactly. And through what? <laughs> Someone needs to show that to me again. <laughs> One more time. I'll just need a YouTube video. <laughs> I know it's very remarkable. I, I think I, I could never do it because I hate blood and needles. Yeah, and me too. But I find it fascinating that people have these skills to be able to do that kind of stuff. But um, anyway, I don't want to dwell on the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I, I got through words. them. That's Somehow. the most important thing. Yeah. Um, and now we're soldiering. But in fact, I can't believe it's nearly Christmas, man. It's fucking, I know. This I year is just blown by every fucking year does at this stage doesn't it it's crazy oh getting old isn't it that's yeah. really what it is yeah just Lincoln, you'll miss it mm-hmm. before we know what we're gonna what's the next milestone 50 for us jesus five Christ. years 
less than five years for me. Yeah, not for me. I've got a lot longer than that, thank you very oh, much. Oh, a lot longer, yes. You do have a lot longer. What is it, eight? <laughs> Longer than you, my love. Longer than you. And I'll stand by that. Every time. So how was your week? How's this week? Well, we'll we'll do the fortnights. We know the week's been pretty shit. Yeah, because I just binged watch so much fucking TV. I could do my own little fucking special podcast episode on the TV (laughs) I watched. It was fucking... And my phone, I actually got so sick of looking at my phone. You know, you go through and you're catching up on Facebook stories and shit like that that you looked at 10 minutes prior. You're like, oh God, where's Facebook my content? Facebook has become this thing that you just automatically go through. Like you don't even get any real enjoyment from it anymore because there's so much junk on there, I find. Yeah. But it's something that you're so ingrained and we've been doing for over 10 years that it's such a part of our life that we can't really survive without flicking through it. But when you're on there, you're like, don't what care, don't, don't care, care, add, add, yeah. add, don't care, don't care, don't care, add. <laughs> Why am I even it's on so this true. thing? It's so true. And then you get stuck in the video reels. Oh, the videos are so pointless, aren't they? Know, and it's... they only show you a little bit. So you do click on them because you thought, oh, yeah. this could be interesting. And then you're like, how is the, that even popular? The ones Why that piss me off the most up? are the, it took me five times to realise what it was actually happening. Or, you know, and you go you sit there and you keep watching the video over and over and you're like, what actually happened? I didn't get it. Then you got to read in the comments and someone's like, oh, the duck did a shit or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yes, let's get into it. So I think you're up first after our hiatus. I, I, believe, I believe that's the case. Um, so uh, let's just do a little bit of a chat. We're, we're doing um, supernatural themed episodes where we can this month, yes. um, obviously, because it's Halloween. We love but we both love Halloween. We like everything spooky, don't we? Um, and supernatural. So that's why we we've gone this way. Yeah. And my topic uh, is something that went viral on the internet a number of years ago. And you and I were both following it at the time. Mm-hmm. You remember this, don't you? 100%. I was obsessed. We were both obsessed. We were constantly sending each other updates when things were happening and screenshots of what was going on because the photos, and this is something, listeners, you will have to, if you are interested in this story, I I strongly, strongly urge you, please go follow some of the threads. Um, Particularly, we won't even be able to post one that's the the main one that tells you the whole story where I've got a lot of my research from because the pictures that accompany that are insane. And look, they could be doctored. You know, they could be photoshopped, but... You're just going to live in the, the magic yeah, of it. I, I'm choosing to believe that what's happening is happening because it's just it's just so wacky and so crazy. Um, and I think where we got to, it sort of stopped for a while and things weren't really happening or at least the guy wasn't posting. Um, and so there's way more to it than what I knew. Like, it's, it's escalated on top yeah. of where we I did- got to. I did read quite a few of the different threads on it. And I remember going back and sort of reading it again one time just to get in one of those when I couldn't sleep and I just wanted to speak myself out. Well, um, I because... might have missed that then. I might not have gone back. I got to a point where it, you know, I, I, I stopped. That I was it. And, and, the, and since I've been researching, there's a lot more stuff that's happened that I wasn't aware I'll of. I'll have to check it out. Cool. Yeah. Because I'm the, sure I missed out on the stuff. The pictures too. and the videos are the insane. Videos, like the yeah. videos that go with it are crazy crazy like but the cat's freaking out the chair yeah, moving the picture falling off rocking. the wall yes it's so yeah. crazy um anyway okay so here we go 
So Dear David is based on the recollection um, of an apartment haunting by a BuzzFeed writer and illustrator Adam Ellis commencing in 2017 and garnering a viral following across social media and Twitter with the following initial declaration. So Adam tweets in August 2017. So my apartment is currently haunted by the ghost of a dead child and it's <laughs> trying to kill me. <laughs> Now, I should disclose at this point to our listeners that the evidence that begins to pile up and I will reference today or tonight, this evening, carries a lot more weight and seriousness when it's accompanied by the images Ellis has taken by photo, video and voice recording through his ordeal. If you plug Dear David into Google, you will find a a ridiculous amount of fan videos and retellings also. So lots of fan fan theories, lots of people picking apart the evidence and, and what they think and interpreting different ways, similar to what happened with that. Is it Alyssa Tram, the one who died in the hotel? Oh, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. How in the end, based on her video when she was in the elevator, Cecil hotel, acting yeah. weird. Um, they had all these theories and just grew, had this cult following. People yeah. just lived and breathed it. It's, it's quite similar to that. Um, so, a timeline of events the D. David haunting. August 7, 2017, it begins. Writer Adam Ellis shares the post that I mentioned before on Twitter. So my apartment is currently haunted by the ghost of a dead child who's trying to kill me. He goes on in subsequent posts on the same day to describe a weird dream he had had several months prior about a child with a misshapen head yep. appearing in his room on a green rocking chair next to his bed. That's so the, right. the rocking chair is his furniture in his home. Um, in the dream, the child gets out of the chair and starts shambling towards him as he sits paralyzed in bed. He wakes before the child reaches him. God. <laughs> Shivers. Yeah. After the initial dream, he has another one just a few days later where a little girl talks to him about the safest way to interact with dear David. Adam tweets, I was in a library this is his dream, he's referencing his dream. I was in a library and a girl came up to me and said, you've seen Dear David, haven't you? I was like, who? And she said, Dear David, you saw him. She goes on to explain that David is dead and that he only appears at midnight. And if you see him, you can ask him two questions as long as you say the words, Dear David, first. However, you are never, ever to ask him three questions. He'll kill you if you do. <laughs> so just, just to explain a little bit, a lot of the haunting goes on based on his dreams. So, so there's, there's things that he dreams about and then there's evidence that happens based on his dreams that make him think something's happening while he's asleep that's making yeah. him dream in this manner. Um, and then there's things that happen when he's awake as well that sort of just coincide with everything and all just keeps building, 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 building. And getting more weirder and weirder and weirder. <laughs> weirder and weirder and weirder. And the pictures of the misshapen child's head and the misshapen child are insane. It will give you absolute goosebumps. You will not sleep over it. The next time Ellis dreams of David, he attempts to question him. He I was wondering how it got the dear David again. I forgot about that. Yeah. And that's why. So he tweets, I say, dear David, how did you die? He mumbles, an accident in a store. I said, dear David, what happened in the store? He groans, a shelf was pushed on my head. I'm frozen with fear. I ask, who pushed the shelf, David? David doesn't answer. 
I know that I've asked a third question, which I'm not supposed to do. At this point, I wake up absolutely terrified. <laughs> Ellis then goes on to Google children named David or children with the D initial, trying to find any information about a little boy that dies in a stall anywhere in New York. He turns up nothing. Not long after the apartment above him becomes vacant, so he, he decides to move upstairs. He writes that he thinks David may have lost track of him before he because he moved because there's a bit of a lull in, in the time between him moving upstairs and the things that have been going on. Yeah. Uh, but then strange things start occurring. Tweeting later. For the past four nights, my cats gather at the front door at exactly midnight and just stare at it like almost like something is on the other side. And there is videos online that you will see of the bizarre behaviour of cats. Yeah. Like anyone who's owned cats know that they can act quite bizarre. Yeah. But this kind of behaviour is not something I've ever seen as a cat owner for, you know, 12 years. Like the way that they are spot on time about when they're at the door, yeah. they're obviously searching for something. There's something that's got their interest on the other side yeah. that they want to get to. Um, or, they're intrigued. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ellis looks through the peephole and becomes convinced that he sees something on the other side. So he's in an apartment, he's got a front door and then you look out there's a little hallway with stairs that go down to the next level and Not that's where your cat meow then no i don't think so that was creepy go oh on. my god <laughs> i'm just getting the shivers the whole time i was writing this i was cool. I, I swear i just heard your bells. cat go yeah um and that's where i'm at right now he tweets dear david found me i think i don't know what to do i'll keep you posted <laughs> so august 8th tonight Ellis tweets, update, for the sixth night in a row, my cat has walked to the door promptly at midnight and stared at it. So he's got two cats. One was much more, you know. Um, receptive. Or... Yeah, receptive. Like the cat that he just did it every night at the same time, the same behaviour. The other cat joined in from time to time, but yeah. didn't hold as much interest as the other cat. For the sixth night in a row, my cat has walked to the door promptly at midnight and stared at it. This is the first of many videos demonstrating the cat's strange behaviour. Ellis is curious and takes a photo of the hallway outside his door through the peephole. He can't see anything, so he opens the door and takes a photo with his phone on the other side of the door. Tweeting again, sharing a photo of, of what he'd taken, is it just me or is there something in the first photo where the banister meets the shelves hiding on the stairs? I wasn't sure if it was a smudge or something, so I took a second photo from outside. There was something out there. Unsure what to do, he locks the doors and tweets, I'm pretty scared. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> August 10th to 11th. Ellis tweets that he plans to experiment with a sleep talk app that night to see if anything happens. His cats continue to behave as they have at midnight, peering at the front door as if there's someone behind it. Someone from his growing follower base suggests he draw a line of protection with salt in front of the door. He does so, but the cats remain unfazed and continue to sit there as they previously have night after night. The next morning, he shares on Twitter the outcome of his sound app experiment, tweeting, I used a sound app to record my apartment last night. It makes individual recordings each time it hears something. There were 33 recordings. He goes on to share one online which has a soft electric pitch static sound on one of the recordings. 
all the others had nothing, but then yeah. there's just this one unexplainable noise that happens and the app engages when it hears something. So you know it was triggered by the yeah. noise and he's like, I don't know what this noise is. What could this noise possibly be in my house? So you can hear it online. He observes, this one is weird because out of the 33 recordings, this is the only one that has strange electric sound throughout. August 14th, Ellis tweets again. So a weird thing just happened. I brought a Polaroid camera this weekend. I decided to take a few photos around my apartment. I took a couple in the living room in the bedroom. He then references the green rocking chair in the photo that he first saw David in. They are pretty unremarkable. Then I went into the hallways and snapped a photo. The Polaroid developed for the hallway came back completely black. He shares an image of this also. I remember that image, yeah, that's He freaky. goes on to say, I also thought maybe I accidentally covered the lens with my finger. So I took a photo while intentionally covering it with his finger. The pictures look very differently. Different. Yeah. So he shows the two photos, the black one that came back when he took a photo of the hallway, the one with his finger and, and the finger one's grainy. Can see lines and everything they're not the same yeah he didn't put his finger over it to explain the blackness he took another set of photos of the hallways with the hallway light on these also developed in pitch black the freakiest one is when he takes a photo with his phone and the camera of the hallway standing back in the living room so he's looking through the door he's in his lounge room there's a lounge room in front of him there's the door out into the hallway yeah and you can see the light on um the, the, the phone image comes back normal, but the Polaroid shows the door frame leading out to the hallways and only blackness outside. God. But in the phone one, you can see the hallway, you can see the light and everything and the lights are on. This has the hallway just blacked out completely. Yes, yes. So Ellis's followers went to great lengths to review the photos, lightening them and using editing software and multiple people shared reposted images of the original photos showing the figure outline of the person in the blackness. Oh, my God. I haven't yeah. seen that. Yeah. So August 14th to 15th, some of Ellis's followers encouraged him to burn sage in the apartment to purify yeah. it, so he decided to try. Done that. He tweets, who knows, maybe this will do something. The following day, he returns to say sage did not work. <laughs> he goes, I haven't dreamt of David recently, but he appeared last night. In the dream, my bedroom was filled with hazy smoke, but I could see David sitting in the chair across the room. He was smaller this time. I'm being shivers. <laughs> Almost shrunken. He didn't do or say anything except look at me. Anyways, it feels like a bad omen. <laughs> August 18th, Ellis shares a picture of his cat's nighttime ritual, advising it's been two weeks Jesus. and they are still sitting at the door, peering through it trying to look under the cracks, meowing. Yeah. August 18th. Scaring the shit out of him. Yeah, I would be petrified. I'd be absolutely shitting myself. Especially because he's home alone too. And so the, the drawing image that you uh, that you were talking about earlier, that's what he drew based on his original dreams, allegedly. So, you know, the misshapen head where it's like missing part of the side, it's just the drawing, the black and yeah. white one. He yeah. drew that based on his first dreams. Um. Sorry, so August 18th, 21, Ellis posts, all this ghost stuff has been spooky, but this past weekend was the first time I actually felt unsafe in my home. I had a dream when David was dragging me by the arm through an abandoned warehouse. 
I'm not sure why I didn't fight back in the dream or how he was strong enough to pull me. That's dream logic for you. <laughs> it was a creepy dream, but I didn't think much of it when I woke up. I took a shower and then I noticed something. And this is again where you can see the images online. I woke up with a huge bruise on my arm. Oh, he shares a picture of his bruised arm. He said that it could have happened at any time and there could be totally reasonable explanations. Yeah. What, he makes, just think. what makes things even odder, though, is when he left his apartment to go get breakfast the next morning after he woke up after the dream, uh, something he does every Saturday, he passed by a food cart repair depot that's right by his apartment, or at least it used to be right by his apartment. Ellis noted that he's lived in the apartment building for four years and in all that time he's never seen the depot anything less than bustling, but that day it was silent. When he took a peek inside, it was almost empty. The warehouse, the warehouse depot had been completely cleared out except for one thing, a chair, a green chair. Oh, my God. <laughs> On his way back from breakfast, he notes that the warehouse was now shut up completely. The coincidence freaked him out. He tweets, the chair, my bruise, dreaming of an empty warehouse and then passing by one, it gives me the creeps. Yeah, it gives me the creeps. August 25th. At the end of the week, Ellis tweeted that some small things had been happening in his apartment. First, the cats had chained up, changed up their hey, let's hang out by the door routine. Instead of gathering at midnight, they started doing it a few hours earlier. This admittedly wasn't a huge update, but then Ellis dropped a bomb. He said he'd been getting phone calls from a mask number shortly after the cats did their thing. And it continued to happen every night. And then he shares a photo of all the missed calls, like pages and pages of missed calls with an unmarked number. Oh, my God. He assumed it was a robo call, but then he picked up one of the calls and this is what happened. I, this is him tweeting. I didn't say anything. I just listened, waiting for some automated message to chime in. After about a minute, the static stopped and there was silence. I kept listening. I heard what I thought was breathing, but it was so faint, I can't be sure. My heart was racing, so it was hard to hear. Then just as I was about to hang up, I heard a very small voice whisper, hello. Oh, my God. Something about the way they said hello freaked me out. It wasn't a question or a greeting. I panicked and hung up. I didn't know what, what else to do. I closed all the curtains in my apartment and turned off every single light. <laughs> Meanwhile, that image of the misshapen baby's head is like going through your head. Yeah, I know. Go, hello. <laughs> August 28th to September 11th. The evening of August 28th, another Monday, Ellis tweeted a couple of things. First, he said that he'd moved the rocking chair out of his room a few weeks prior into the lounge room. Um, second, he said he was going to Japan on vacation in three weeks. And third, he wrote that he hoped maybe David would lose track of him while he was gone. After all, that was what had seemed to happen for a time after he moved to the upstairs apartment. He also wrote a bigger update. In preparation for his trip, he'd gotten a pet cam so he could keep an eye on his cats while he was away. The pet cam activates whenever it detects motion. Then it pings you on your phone to let you know what it saw. Yeah. He tested it out during a brief weekend trip and some of the footage was pretty disturbing. <laughs> his green rocking chair starts moving on its own. It's stationary as the video begins. At about six seconds in, it starts to move back and forth back and forth picking up the pace without anyone there to interfere with it the next video is the same frame 
with a green turtle ornament flying from the top of the shelf next to the rocking chair. Else claims no windows in the house were open for it to have been a case of the wind. That's a pretty strong wind if it's blowing an ornament. Just Absolutely. one ornament too. Yeah. A couple of late days later, another recording shows his cats freaking out this time inside the apartment and one of the cats appears to be startled and visibly dive over the top of something invisible. Then it just records one of his cats continuing to just stand on its hind legs. The video continued to record the cat doing this on and off for hours. And you can't make a cat do that. No. Yeah, you can scare it once, I guess, but for it to be standing there like standing that. Standing on its hind legs. Cats don't normally do that. Like they do it to hop up on stuff. They don't just yeah. walk around standing on their hind legs. <laughs> That's just so bizarre. Um on September 11th, the pet cam recorded a small green cactus falling from the same spot the turtle shell fell just moments after Ellis exited the room. So he's in the room. He walks past the bookshop into the next part of the house and then something flies yeah. up the shelf and he walks in and it's smashed on the ground. And it's and green. Everything's green. Yeah. Um, so September 16th, Ellis's nightmares return. He dreams about the warehouse and grotesque dismembered heads being placed beside him in bed. He walks past the abandoned warehouse again and he's allowed thunk inside. So he decides to take a photo through the window. His photos have been picked apart by his followers with many believing they can see a set of eyes and the outline of a misshapen boy's head. <laughs> Again, photos are available to look at yourself. <laughs> October 5th to 14th. It's at about this point that Ellis's updates begin to slow down a bit. He started posting about every once a week and a half to two weeks instead of every few days. Each one is fairly elaborate though. So when there's an update, it's an update. Mm. In the middle of October, he told us about some issues he'd been having with the electricity in his apartment, light bulbs burning out with a shocking degree of frequency, an LED backup strip that plugged into his TV turning off and on of its own violation before dying entirely. After the backlight incident, what happened in the wee hours of the morning, Ellis couldn't go back to sleep. So he went to a 24-hour diner near his apartment had some eggs and then went home to shower and get ready for the day before heading into work. While he was completing his morning routine, he said he started hearing some weird scratching noises outside his front door. After everything that had happened so far, he couldn't bring himself to actually look through the pickup. <laughs> so instead he just held up his phone and snapped a picture. Many believe that through the peephole, they can see a picture of a human ear, nose and eye. Oh my God. I'm not sure I can really see it in that one, though. Okay. But again, you be the judge. October 15th <laughs> to 16th. After his last update, Ellis had a friend perform a cleansing ritual in his apartment, which seemed to help somewhat, according to the tweets. Things got weird again fairly quickly, however. First, remember the warehouse, the one near Ellis's apartment that keeps popping up time and time again. Well, on his way to work one day, he saw that it, that it was open again, and this time there was something in it, a hearse. Just, you know, just parked in there. Jesus Christ. Randomly with no one around, just hers. In the warehouse. In the warehouse. <laughs> like it's a bend warehouse. There's not another thing in there, just hers, which no, it could be anything. It could be completely unrelated, but it's, it's still, still, it's fucking it's still weird. freaky, right? Anyway, so, and then they, they go on to say, look, it could have just been a coincidence because there wasn't anything else that was happening in the, in the warehouse. Um, Ellis wrote on the evening of October 25, he was heading into the kitchen to grab a beer from the fridge when he spotted something frightening out the window. 
a person standing on the roof opposite his apartment, staring at him. Oh, Ellis dropped to the ground, grabbed his phone and took a photo through the window. You need to see these pics online because you can clearly see a little misshapen child at the window in some of them. I do not remember that part. November 5th. The next update came on November 6th. In it, Ellis wrote that he'd had a dream the previous note, night, a dream quite similar to the very first one when David about David he had way back. As in the previous dream, in this one, Ellis was laying in bed while David appeared on a chair nearby. This time, though, Ellis, Ellis wasn't quite as paralysed as he'd been the first time round. He could move his hands a bit. So when David began to approach, Ellis grabbed his phone in the dream and started to take some pictures. He woke up right as David reached his bed and began to crawl up it. Being able to move in the dream wasn't the only thing it was different this time. When Ellis looked at the camera roll on his phone, he saw dozens of photos that had been taken in the dark that night before apparently he wasn't just taking pictures in his dream, but also in real life. These photos will, I'm getting shivers, these photos will absolutely scare the bejesus out of you. It's the same kid, but more close up and more real life looking. Oh, God. November 16th, Ellis started hearing loud noises banging and scraping from the roof or what he thought was the roof, and they were relentless. During this time, as he was walking through the hallway, he noticed a weird hatch at the top of the, the ceiling in the hall. He ordered a telescopic pole online, like, you know, those poles that you can retract and make longer, and they go down to, like, a small one. You can just keep pulling them out. Yeah. Um, and after hearing noises again, attempted to dislodge the hatch to see what was inside. This guy got some balls, though, still, right? Like, he's still to keep trying investigating that shit, to yeah. keep I'd investigating. Just, I'd just be smudging the fuck out of my house still with those fucking sage sticks. And then, this is all on video, too. You can see this online. But guess what falls out when he opens the hatch? Oh, God. An old-fashioned child's shoe. Like oh a God. leather thing with, like, a like a you know a strap over the top certainly sandal type thing where in this day and it's like a boot like a open shoe boot but something definitely old-fashioned oh my god he calls his landlord in to get up and take another look the landlord doesn't see anything at first with a torch but then he sees something and comes back and he's found a green glass marble a vintage one a vintage one that doesn't look like it's new and has been around for a really long time. Green oh, again. Another green one, yeah. In that little crawl space above his apartment where he's hearing <laughs> all the noises. <laughs> November 29th to December 12th. Ellis doesn't post another update for two weeks, largely because he said he didn't have anything to report. He wasn't sleeping well and he generally didn't feel great, but nothing major had occurred until December 6th. That night, Ellis wrote, he woke up with a start and felt something strange, like something had just been watching him. There was no one there, but when he turned on the light, of course, but he was experiencing that tangible feeling of badness. He'd learned to associate with David. After a couple of nights of this, waking up suddenly, feeling like he was being watched and the feeling of badness, he downloaded an app on his phone that made, that, that takes photos automatically every 60 seconds and set it up on his bookcase. He left both it and a light on while he slept and in the morning he claimed he found some really disturbing pictures on his camera roll now these images will freak you the fuck out it's the same weird faced little boy watching ellis sleep and moving around the room it was giving me shivers when i was writing it and at one point 
the camera catches him standing on the bed over Ellis, just peering him down in like over, like, like he's sort of straddle standing over him, just staring down at him. Um, the last photo will actually make you want to throw up. It's so freaky. It's the top part. So it's the camera and the kids come right up to the camera and it's the top part of his head. And you can see like the hair. The misshapen. The misshapen side of his oh, head God. and the hair coming across and it's full. Like I don't think that's one I, I really find hard to believe it could be doctored. It's too legit looking and too real looking for it to be fake. I just saw that picture <laughs> of, that he took of the building across the road where they've all lightened it up. Mm. And you can see the fucking dear David just in there. It's horrendous. It's so freaky, right? It just is so gross. It's so scary. And that kid is just so scary. So Ellis leaves town on December 20 to visit his family for the holidays. Hey, everyone, he tweets. I'll be gone for the next week visiting family back home in Montana for the holidays. It'll be nice. It'll be nice to get away from all this for a bit. Thanks for everyone's kind words lately. I'll see you when I get back. His next posts indicate he did not have an uneventful time away. <laughs> he tweets, after a few days, I started, this is while he's in Montana, not in New York, he's gone back home for the holidays. Yeah. After a few days, I started. And Montana's to a fair, fair back away from New York too. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, yeah, like inland, isn't it? <clears throat> Maybe 10 hours, 12 hours, something like that. Yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> I think after, it's up near Seattle, Yeah. Yeah. After a few days, I started to feel strange again. One night, I got up to go to the bathroom, and as I stood there in the dark, I couldn't help feeling there was something moving outside the bathroom window. I'll cut right to the chase. It appears that David actually followed Ellis home to Montana, where he went to spend Christmas with family. Oh, Although Ellis noted that he actually felt better, less tired, less foggy for the first couple of days he was there, he quickly started to feel off again which soon led to him feeling like there was something lurking outside. <clears throat> um, the, the first time he got that feeling, he discovered animal tracks outside underneath his window. God. Then in the following days, he finds footprints outside the window in the shape and size of a small child. He returns home and starts to feel sicker and sicker about the whole ordeal. The dreams return and one night he dreams he can't breathe because David is on his chest pounding, pushing. What do you think he looked, he found when he looked at the camera again? Oh, God, pictures. He's, there's pictures of David on top of him. Oh, my <laughs> she, God. Like, just absolutely, like, on top of him, laid on, on the top, like, pushing down on him with motion. Like it and do like, you see those pictures? Yeah, those pictures are online, totally. Oh, my God. Um, a few a few days later, he makes an Instagram post about a brunch date with a friend. He goes to bed at night and wakes the following day to be flooded with messages and retweets from his followers. His Instagram post ended up being bugged, and over the image of Ellis's face is what seems to be another face that looks very similar to David. Oh my god! So you can see the Instagram post online, and you can see where it's all all his face is smudged. And if you look really closely, there's, there's another face there. Oh god! Um. Ellis's followers now believe that he's begun to be possessed by David. Yeah. Another video emerges days later of Ellis's strange behaving cat meowing directly at the camera. A close-up shows the cat's face distorted and what also appears to be David's face imposed over On the cat. Oh, my God. Poor kitty. On February 3rd, Ellis tweets, 
everything is fine with extra spaces before fine. Followers observe that his previous posts have never so much as contained a spelling or grammatical error. They are convinced David has possessed the writer. Taken over his body. February 13, he tweets in broken grammar. Please don't worry about me. I'm okay and everything will be like it was before. <laughs> That's fucking creepy in itself. I know, right? So June 16th, Ellis announces via tweet about the untitled Dear David Project. Drum roll, please. It's about to become a supernatural thriller, thriller released next year starring Justin Long. So yeah. <clears throat> we don't really know how it ends. That's it. Wow. That's going to be a movie we have to see together. Oh, my God. It's going to be so good. And it's but, yeah. going to be so freaky. Tyler will die if we make him watch that. <laughs> Vinny will love it. I just hope they do a good job of it. But it's the pictures, it's the photos that you see and the videos that you watch with the cats and the things flying off things. And the, 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 the real thing, I think, is the pictures of the kid, the yeah. up-close ones, the ones where he's on the balcony, um, the ones in the bedroom. And even if they're fake, they are they fucking feel- scary as shit. Mm. I remember seeing the pictures too as I was reading along with it and the videos and all that shit. And it did. It, it adds to the chill 100%. Mm. And then... But isn't it funny, though, that you're, and this happens all the time when we pick these topics, you're doing this sleep paralysis stuff. Yeah, and, and then and, that sort of And this touches. is what it basically is about. Like, it's happening in his dreams. It's manifesting there, but it's also, he's got evidence of it happening yes, in real yeah. life. Like The aftermaths of it. And look, he could just be a, have a really vivid imagination and be really good at, you know, Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, and have you Googled to see if it is a hoax or anything like that heaps of people have tried to debunk it um but and look, so much you could read it and i think it's very it's quite mild like nothing has like he hasn't been murdered or anything do you know what i mean so i yeah. think for all the little little tiny bits that that all come together why would you make that all that but i guess it made him famous and yeah. he's got a movie and out he's of getting it. a movie isn't that yeah. crazy too just from that one little concept of telling a story yeah <laughs> getting the world hooked so he could just be very, very clever and thought, I'm yeah. gonna make I'm gonna make money off this, you know, and who knows? Bam. There he goes. But he seems like a really cool dude too. Like he just seems like he he and he plays it well because he's in some of the videos, like especially when he is getting the hatch thing up and the shoe drops down. Like oh, he can God. actually see that online. Okay. I haven't seen that video. <laughs> so I'll share the article with you that has it all collated into one in a timeline. And yeah. then all the videos um, and sound clips and photos I'd in say chronological order. Yeah, I'll yeah, share yeah, that yeah. Do that. Do that. would be good. You stupid bitch. All right. So yeah. So I'm going to do sleep paralysis and shadow demons. Let's do it. So Patrick, you're waking up or you're just falling asleep, and suddenly your body is unable to move. You become paralyzed, as if an unseen weight is upon you. You're unable to move your arms or your legs, your body and your head. You can breathe and think, but you're unable to speak. The paralysis may last for only a second or a few minutes. Then it disappears and you're able to move again. That would describe a typical episode of sleep paralysis. It's a common sleep disorder that is classified as parasomnia. Episodes can cause you to feel intense anxiety. And it occurs when the line between sleep and wakefulness is blurred. Normally, your brain paralyzes many of your muscles during the stage of rapid eye movement in sleep, or REM, and that paralysis is called atonia. 
You may experience sleep paralysis if atonia lingers as you wake up from your REM sleep. And it also may occur if you transition quickly from wakefulness into REM sleep. It can occur with hallucinations and you may... <laughs> hallucinations? <laughs> and you may imagine that you see or hear something. You may meet the... You may even think that something, someone else or something is in the room with you. So across cultures, the strange sensation of sleep paralysis has evoked some vivid descriptions. I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> oh, this is not creeping me out. <laughs> in 1664, a Dutch physician published a case history of a woman with sleep paralysis. The devil lay upon her and held her down, he wrote. In Japan, they call it... <laughs> Kanashibari. <laughs> the term is rooted in Buddhism, and long ago it was believed that Buddhist monks could use magic to paralyze others. Ooh. In Newfoundland, sleep paralysis has been called an attack of the old hag. <laughs> in China, it has been labeled ghost depression. And a new study reports that in Mexico, people may say that sleep paralysis feels like a dead body climbed on top of me. Ooh, that's what that's it feels like. totally like Dear David. Dear David, yeah. So sleep de de deprivation can trigger an episode of sleep paralysis. Other related factors may include stress and sleep-related leg cramps. Cookie, hey, I go through all of those. It tends to only be a mild problem and there are no medical complications, but it can also be one symptom of narcolepsy. Those who experience sleep paralysis also note the presence of shadow demons when they're in this state. So you've never had sleep paralysis? No, but I have that thing that you feel like you're falling. Do you ever get that? Ah, yes, and you jump awake. You jump awake, yeah. And they reckon if you ever hit the ground, you die in your sleep. Ah. I know. Um, so I have experienced it a number of times. It's not regular, but I'd say my first bout of it, it's, yeah, like I've had no more than 10 times, but when it ha does happen, it is the most freakiest fucking thing. Like you've it's, had something on top of you. That, like you just, you're awake and you can't move your body at all and you're just looking around. Wow, and I've never had that. I've had it a few times. And the freakiest part, though, is when you notice a dark shadowy figure standing in the corner of the room, just staring at you. Have you had that? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Shadow demons. Um, or they're hovering above you in your bed as you're laying there paralyzed. So. Have you the, had them hovering above you? Yeah. Yeah. In London, it happened once, but the first time it happened to me. You partied a lot in London. <laughs> <laughs> partied a lot over here too. The first time it happened to me, it was, I was actually in um, Belinda and Tennille's garage on a mattress while they were in a unit in Morningside. And I woke up on the mattress and couldn't move. And I saw a shadowy figure in the doorway and the feeling of just pure fear sweeps over you. And you're lying there because you know what it's there and what it wants to do to you. Um, as I said, it also happened in London where I woke up in bed and that's when it was hovering over the top of me. Um, and you're just absolutely helpless. You don't know what's going on. You just see this figure there. Um, both times, However, I was able to will myself and this is no word of a lie. All I could think to do was like be able to get my hand up and it's like your hand's crippled because you're really trying to get it. And I just turned it around and gave it the finger. <laughs> <laughs> Both times, that's all I could do was get it around and give, give the thing the, fin the finger. After it happened to me, it happened to me a couple of times before London and I actually went to the doctor 
And I said, what is this? You know, blah, blah, blah. And he just said it was vertigo. He didn't really even say anything about sleep paralysis. Or I had vertigo before. That's a, that's a Yeah, no. And he said, yeah, you're laying down too quick or some shit or the liquid's in your ears. And it wasn't vertigo. But yeah, both times I was able to, both of those times I was able to will myself to get my hand to give it the finger. It was also the hardest thing to just get your head up there. It was literally like How forcing terrifying. it. It was terrifying. It was the hardest thing, but it was the only way I could tell tell the thing to fuck off basically by giving it the bird. So it's happened in this unit two nights in a row. And it's funny because I can start to feel when it's going to come on now. It's like a mix of, you know, when you go on a roller coaster and you get butterflies in your belly, sort of a mix between that, but also when you're drunk and you can't stop the room from spinning like that as well. Like you feel yourself sort of descending, it's going to happen. And oh it's that horrible God. sensation in your gut too. Anyways, when it happened here, I didn't must muster the strength to flip at the bird this time. I just lay there and saw it standing in the corner of the room, you know, where our bathroom door is mm. and just saw it standing there. Um, so I do told, you think you're being haunted by someone specific? Well, it's interesting because they say a lot of it is it's nothing. It's just shadows and that your brain, when you, you know, like when you're walking down the street and you see something or yeah. when you're looking at a pattern, a random pattern and you can make a face out of it. Or if you think someone's behind you, like you, you all of a sudden see something in your, in your exactly. side, you flip around and there's nothing there. It, apparently it's your head is trying to make figures out of things that you see to sort of create some sort of normalness, I guess. It's bizarre. Yeah. Do you know so what though? Um, and look, I actually, when you were telling that story, this is what I, I totally had forgotten about this. When I was staying, when I was working in Perth years ago, <clears throat> I was in a hotel and my mum always makes me tell people this story. And I had forgotten about it until I moved back recently. And she said, tell that story again about how you were wanted in the hotel. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, I forgot all about that. I must have just locked it away somewhere. But I was laying in bed one night and I felt something on top of me. Like I wasn't paralyzed, but I felt something sitting on me and I couldn't get it off. And I was absolutely just terrified. So you could move your arms and shit. So I could move. I wasn't paralyzed, but there was something on me physically forcing me down and pushing me into the bed. And I was trying to get up and I couldn't. And then I heard the door of the hotel room and I was in there oh alone, just thrashing. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck is happening? And I was completely petrified. That scared the shit out of me. And I, ju- I managed to jump up eventually. And then that was it. I could not sleep. And I remember I rang my mom completely skitzing out. And I was like, what do I do? Do I go and tell someone at the hotel? Yeah. And like, something attacked me in my sleep and something was banging at the door. Like, how do you even tell Did you look out that? the peephole at the door? Did the door stop thrashing? I was too terrified. It thrashed a couple of times. Like, um, yeah. it... It thrashed a few times and I was just so beside myself, terrified that yeah. I pretty much just sat rocking in bed until the sun came up. And then I just got up, got dressed for work and went to work because. Did you have to else. stay there again that like, night? Um, I can't remember. No, I think I was checking out. Thank because God. I think when I was checking out, I was full wigging too because I was like, oh, my God, thank fuck I don't have to stay here. But it was a hotel that I stayed in a lot. But I, that might have been the last time I was there and it never <laughs> yeah. happened before. But it was my favourite hotel to stay in. I loved it. It was super fancy but reasonably cheap and 
yeah i could get away with you know expensing it to work like yeah and it was I, super ritzy but yeah it was terrifying full terrifying something i reckon someone died in there that's what i reckon I, it was being haunted by that person i hate um i have a real problem trying to sleep when i'm away with work especially well and i'm always by myself but in a room i have a real hard time getting to sleep most of the times oh i um, love because, sleeping in hotels on my own love it well see i always get paranoid about um someone coming in the room for some reason that just always freaks me out like what you had and i um if i can't see the door if there's no chain for the door that is even worse for me when i did these trips at the beginning of the year we stayed in this hotel in hobart that they all loved and raved about and it was the worst experience of my life in, in a hotel room just because it had an entryway so it was like a little you had to walk it was an old hotel you had to walk up a couple of stairs to get to the bedroom then it sort of continued on down to the fucking kitchen area and shit and I'd be laying in bed watching shit on the iPad trying to sleep and you hear all the creaks and the cracks and the fucking every noise every in the hotel noise like that yeah oh and it just God. disturbs the I never realized you got as rattled as that I didn't know that you get that rattled huge scaredy cat huge scaredy cat I'm a scaredy cat too I'm a massive scaredy cat I try to put the latch on the door here because I yeah. know that there's a master key somewhere yeah, I don't want anyone coming in here when I'm here. And when Vinny travelled to work, knowing that I have the latch there, I'll still go through and check every cupboard before I go to bed, under the bed, all that shit. And then I have to lay in bed and I hear a noise. I'm like, no, it's okay. The latch is on the door. You know, you've got the security screen here that's got that shut. That door's locked. It's all fine. Blah, blah, blah. Cats, cats. <laughs> I used to be a real scaredy cat when I first started living on my own because after I got divorced, I moved out and that was a very first and I still had Link with me obviously but he was quite small he was a baby well you know 18 months or so yeah um and yeah I was quite scared for the first time but then I just got used to it and then I lived on my own for you know yeah until I met Tyler I lived alone so, um, so you're okay yeah. I got used to it but I used to every noise everything but now I don't even fucking lock my doors like even when I lived at oh, Stella Sky. on my own I didn't even lock my front oh, door oh my god Sky lock and your the, doors the windows were all open and the cat was always jumping in and out and everyone was like you don't lock anything you are no. like the worst safety person ever I, and I was I've like wa eh. I've watched too much true crime true crime <laughs> to not lock my doors man. I should totally know better 100% <laughs> Uh, but yeah back into that story so I was in the unit and I'd seen it in the corner of the room the shadow demon I told Vinny about it the next morning this will get you this and um and he was intrigued because you lay there too and I try to alert Vinny somehow so that he'll either look and see me in my state of sleep paralysis and yeah. see what's happening or you know it, It'd just be interesting for him to see me and to be able to validate it as well and say exactly. i saw you you were like you couldn't Completely, move yeah but of i course... love the bit where you're like he knew what he knew not to mess with me <laughs> so anyway i told him <laughs> I told him to fuck off. He knew I wasn't in it. You're not welcome here. <laughs> so I told Vinny about it the next morning. And then that night it happened again. And I remember trying, as I was saying, to get my hand to alert Vinny next to me, but I couldn't move it to him. And the little grunts I was making wasn't enough to make him wake up. So fast forward to the next day. 
And Vinny tells me how he had experienced it last night as well. Oh. And that the, the demon was on his chest. And the he demon's got you both. The demon was on his chest and he couldn't move, but felt the pressure on him. And that's what, when I was seeing in my sleep paralysis, I could see the dark thing over more towards Vinny. And then that next morning he woke up saying he felt it and it was on him. And that's the only time he's ever had sleep paralysis. Oh my God, your unit is haunted. <laughs> well, it's happened in other areas as well. I'm always too drunk when I say your place doesn't come with <laughs> yeah, me. No. Well, that was the benefit of going away to Canberra this time. I was pretty drunk every night I went to bed <laughs> and I just put on the white noise machine. I had great sleeps. <laughs> white noise machine. <laughs> yeah, I need noise to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I can't sleep into silence. If the aircon goes off, and I'm awake, I have to put it back on just so I can hear it fucking and get back to sleep. So I found a couple of other little stories on the internet of people who've encountered it and I thought I'd share them. So the first one is the first time it happened to me was when I went for a nap during the day. I was lying on my side facing away from the door when I woke up to the sound of my door closing. I tried to turn to see who came into my room, but I couldn't move. My eyes were wide with terror. I could see everything in the room. I heard this thing walk around to my room, then it sat on my bed and I could feel the bed tip from its weight. It, oh. then, sh it then shuffled towards me and it felt like it began to spoon me. I was trying so hard to move, but I was just lying still. The thing started breathing on my neck and tickling my back. It then stood up and left after a few minutes. This was the most terrifying thing that's ever happened to me. Do you know what that reminds me of? Right. That time we went to that 30th birthday when we slept. Oh, God. And that, <laughs> and that weed guy tried to sniggle in between the two it of did. us. And like, I, was like I woke up to, to him pinching my nipples. He pinching my nipples and like rubbing my back. And I was like, oh, God, just be asleep. Just be so asleep. so disgusting. And then you were like kicking me. And like, going, Sky, help me. Help me. <laughs> Wake up. Mate, alert. Alert. And then he was just sat there normal talking to me the next day. I'm like, I know what you're doing, you horrible pig. <laughs> <laughs> the next story is my worst experience with sleep paralysis was after I'd been up all night doing an essay when I finished I immediately dozed off the next thing I knew I thought I had completely woken up except there was a shadow demon lo looming over the end of the bed and that's where you see him it's just like in the dark spots of the room and you see them there it's horrible it didn't have a face but I could feel it staring at me and it felt like pure evil I tried with my whole body to scream, but nothing came out, which only made me panic more. I felt like the demon was about to attack me. Then his head twitched to the side and he pounced on my chest, sort of thrashing at me. I felt like it was suffocating me. I tried to close my eyes again and put all my energy into trying to wake up and move my body, and sorry, and trying to wake up and move my body the whole time with the demon hallucinations, hallucination still attacking me. When I was finally fully awake, I lay in bed for an hour and a half, just shaking and next to tears. It was probably the scariest thing I've experienced. I thought it was just a really vivid nightmare until a few months later when I first read about sleep paralysis online. Two more. I felt pressure on my chest and it crept up closer up on my body, becoming heavier when it reached my head. I could hear my name being shouted louder and louder until it became a scream literally the worst experience of my life. And now this one is my favourite story of taking charge of the situation. <laughs> I like yours. <laughs> sleep, sleep paralysis started when I was seven and it was scary. I remember the wall shaking and a ringing in my ears going through, my, through a tunnel. 
This continued into my teens and sometimes I felt I was battling an entire group of demons that spoke strange languages. Then I, then I explored lucid dreaming and followed my spirit guides until they became unpredictable and began biting me and being evil in general. <laughs> they ain't your spirit guides, darling. <laughs> then in my late 20s, I discovered that I could have sex with the beings. <laughs> I know you're thinking, that is disgusting. I would move my hand to my private area and have an orgasm by myself without even touching myself strictly in my head. This would immediately send me to sleep afterwards <laughs> had the added effect of making the paralysis enjoyable. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Next time if you fall asleep, just remember there's a shadow demon lurking in your room, waiting for that oh moment God. you close your eyes and you slip into the void between sleep and consciousness. Just try your best to stay awake, dear listeners, because if it gets to you, you'll be paralyzed and you'll have no choice but to lay there and watch. And either fuck it or finger it. <laughs> the shadow demon stares back at your helpless, lifeless body, filling you with beer and with beer, filling you with beer and hopelessness. Have you got any? Have you had any other spooky stuff happen to you? No, that's probably the only one. I'm just trying to think of other scary stories that I've heard. Um, I knew I knew of a friend who was haunted. Oh, actually. A friend of mine from school, she was haunted in her house and I, we were there one time. So she, and in the end, it turned out, so she researched it and someone had killed themselves in her house. Oh, my God. Um, it was a guy and she used to always have, like, situations where she'd go to sleep and she felt like someone was on top of her all the time it happened. And then I remember one time we were sat in her room and she was telling me the story of what was happening, um, what had happened. And she told me all the incidents and how it had gone for years and years and years. And then a photo frame on her, like, cupboard, which was on the other side of the bedroom, just flew across the room and, like, flew. And we were sat on her bed. We were, like, cross-legged, like, sitting across from each other while she was telling me. And it just flew across. Holy fuck. Us, hit the bed right where we were sat. And, and we you were there to witness it. And she was like, told you. And I was like. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh my god, I was so terrified. Like I was like, oh my god, like I don't know how I can ever sleep in this room again. Oh, <laughs> or in the, this house. The scariest things that happened to me was when you know my mum's house in Alexandra Hills on Fiana Road. Um, and when I was Party house. Yeah, when I was about when I was 17 though, 16, 17, and we moved in, we had our dog Tossa that my parents called. I wanted Tossa. to call I wanted to call a warlock, and it was a her. I wanted to call a warlock, but they called her Tossa. And she was such a beautiful little, beautiful little poochie. Um, she chewed a hole in my wall one time in, the, in, that, in that room and in my bedroom. Um, the laundry, which was right next to my bedroom, was freaky. The animals would never go into it. But I remember one night I was alone. My parents used to go out a lot with their functions. And I was watching a, they used to do, this is when we only had the five channels, but you know, they used to put on those um, paranormal specials and shit like that and exorcisms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was watching some scary show about some kid who was telling a story about how they were laying in bed, the whole bed shook. There was scratching coming from behind the walls and all this shit. And I was watching it and um, it was freaking me out. And next thing, and that's no word of a lie, started hearing this scratching coming in the from behind the walls in the lounge room where I was watching the TV, I literally just picked up my shit, turned off the lights, went straight to bed and laid in bed, laying there terrified. 
No word of a lie. The scratching started happening in the walls, in the bedroom. I just put it down to it being a possum in the house. That's all I could do. It scared the fuck out of me. Well, when I first moved into Battle Bay, the, the house that we had before this, um, Tyler used to work nights. So he used to have to do sleepovers and he'd be gone all night and, you know, leave at like 10 and not come home till 8 in the morning. And um, I had one of those situations where something was scratching outside and making all these noises and it felt like it was in the room. And our bedroom, you never got, you never saw that house, <clears throat> but our bedroom sort of like the main bedroom and there was like the hall, but it was like a very small hallway and you could sort of almost see into the toilet. Yeah. And it felt like it was, it's sort of the same setup that I have at this house, except it didn't have this room, this office room. It, there was nothing there. So there was like the main bedroom and the toilet was there. And it was like inside with me. That's how loud it was. God. And it was scratching, moaning. And I rang Tyler going, oh my God, you need to come home. There's a fucking ghost. I've moved into a haunted house. Like it's fucked. It ended up being a fucking possum. <laughs> yeah, but still, fucking freaks you the fuck but it out. But so. it must have gotten like right next to the window. Like that, it felt like it was in the room, like in the yeah. closet or something. But it was either in our bedroom window or it was at the toilet window, like right on top of the window. God, you should really lock your doors. Do you know there was a vampire, one of the serial killers, a vampire of someone, and that was how he chose his victims. If they left the door open, they invited him in. So oh lucky shit. God, that is so <laughs> freaky. I know. Well, we've got next week to do more spooky stuff, but it's um, it's a uh, horror movies of yesteryear. Isn't horror it? movies that scare the shit out of us. Yeah, we'll have to think of some stories that go with it that freak us out with it. I've too. got heaps. I've got so many. I've got like I've written heaps of them down. Great. I've got many stories that I can tell from how I was traumatized as a small child by my family, particularly <laughs> my mother. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to our spooky tales for Halloween. We hope you enjoyed them and aren't too scared to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> petrified i'm totally not going to sleep tonight tune in next week as we continue our scary stories and go back in time to the horror movies of yesteryear the ones that terrified traumatized and terrorized us as children mm-hmm. and with that good night you student bitches Woo. good night <laughs> Yeah, that stupid bitch. Mm-hmm. He's a stupid bitch. What a stupid bitch. That stupid bitch.